0: different levels in our worship. And and as I was uh, going over this message and praying about it, the Lord just kept telling me, I just kept coming, like it's almost like a walk, like a worship walk that we're going through. We're all at different levels. You know, some people are at the the, the small TV, you know, some people are at the the widescreen TV, right? So we're all at different levels. and, And just because... You know, you, you raise your hands, you don't raise your hands, you sing, you clap, you, you, you do this and that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're a worshiper, all right? And we're not here to judge you for what you are doing during the service, okay? Uh, but what we're going to talk about tonight and, and even into next week is going to deal with a lot of what we do in the congregation and in our personal uh, worship time, okay? So I um, just want to talk about growing, growing in worship. You know, wherever you're at, you know look to grow in your worship walk. Look to grow, okay? We're all at different levels. And, and uh, like I said, that's completely fine. But your worship is between you and God. You know, it's, it's not something for show. It's not something that we um, are looking to the approval of other people, right? It's not something that we're Just because we we do this in worship, just because we look like we worship, doesn't necessarily mean that we are worshiping, right? This is between you and the Lord, okay? Now, it just so happens that we have a time set aside in our Sunday morning services, you know, for us to worship the Lord in song, okay? And so that's what most people think of when they hear the word worship, Okay. But actually, just setting aside time to honor the Lord with your time to come to church is an act of worship. Okay, there you have it, the worship pastor. You can come, you have permission to come to church. You don't have to sing. You don't have to participate. You don't have to listen to the message. You don't have to interact with anyone. And God's going to be okay with it. Worship pastor said it. Should we end right there? Let Susan clear all this up later. No. But think about a brand new believer. Think about someone. Everyone here, you know, almost everyone. I know almost everyone in here. You know, we're not new believers. Okay. Think about a brand new believer, though. Someone that has no concept of church, that just received Jesus as their Savior. Never been to church. They get saved, and then they decide, you know what? I'm going to honor the Lord. I'm going to go to my first, very first church service this Sunday morning. Do you think God is pleased with that yes. act of worship? Yes. Beyond pleased, right? Now, take me, for example. I'm going to put this on me. Raised in church. Know the importance of church. I got my little cheering section right here. <laughs> um, know the importance of church. Know the word, right? Seasoned in the word. From a little boy, you knew about God. Jesus loves me. Sang all the songs. Went to the Sunday schools. All that, all right? And I walk into church complaining because I missed my tea time or I got to go to church today instead of play golf, right? I refuse to sing. During the message, I'm scrolling on Facebook. (laughs) Why'd y'all laugh at that? (laughs) Just joking. Am I worshiping the Lord with my attendance that day? No. Two, two, two people, both came to church. One's an act of worship, one's not. This is between you and the Lord, right? <clears throat> we're all at different levels. But just like we're growing, constantly growing in our understanding and application of the Scripture and the Bible and our relationship with the Lord, we're doing the same thing in worship, we're growing in our worship, okay? And we're going to talk about um, tonight, you know, looking at praise, looking at worship. Actually, next week we're going to get more into to, to praise. But um, looking at worship, looking at songs, looking at singing, okay, in the scripture to help us all grow in our personal worship with the Lord, okay? Now, I understand I'm the worship pastor, all right? <laughs> I, I, I've always had this connection with music. I mean, ever since I was, I was little, always had a connection with music. And so some things come more natural to people, to, to some people than others, all right? But worship is not about a, a personality either, okay? But it, some things come more natural to others, right? And that's, that's, that's the way it is with anything in life, all right? So music and appreciation of music and, and singing and, and making music, that all came very natural to me, all right, because that was something that was that was birthed within me. Um, so some of the things that um, come more natural to me don't come as natural to you, right? And some things in the Word, you know, like you, you maybe you can receive your healing more or quicker. You know, maybe you have, you know, you can believe for things better than I can, right? But we're all we're all still growing, okay? So just just want to let you know that. So, but first of all, I really want you to know that. That God himself, he is really into songs and music. I don't know if you get that from the scripture, and we don't talk about that just a whole lot, but he is really into music, okay? What what chapter, here's a little quiz for you, a little Bible trivia. What, uh, What book in the Bible has the most chapters? Psalms. 150 Psalms, by far. The most chapters of any book in the Bible. Okay, the word "sing" appears in the Bible 200 times, and "song" is in there 61 times. Bible is full of scriptures about songs and singing. So you think God is into songs and singing? Yes. He is. God referred to David as a man after my own heart. Okay, David did a lot of things in the Bible, right? But most notable, he was a singer a songwriter, praiser, and a musician in the Bible, right? Because he wrote uh, most of the Psalms. Also, just think about, like even right now, think about all the songs and all the music that is being played all across the world right now. You know, sound waves coming through this building right now as, as KMTC is airing Christian music, you know, across the River Valley. Think about all the songs that are written every single day, all the songs that are streamed on YouTube. All the songs on Spotify. All every the, 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 it never stops. It never stops. And you know that's the way it is in heaven. The songs never stop. I mean God has angels singing constantly. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God almighty just all the time. He really enjoys songs and music. God started that. And that's, obviously, we live in a fallen world, okay? Not every song is, a, is a, a Bible-believing or a God-centered song, right? But God started all that, and he put that in each and every individual. He put the ability within you. You say, I can't sing. He put the ability within you to sing. Now, you may not think it sounds good because you're comparing it to someone that you heard on the radio or somewhere, right? You're comparing it to a, a, a good singer, but God put that ability within you to make a joyful noise, and it may be noisy, you know? Your singing may be noise, but he put that ability within you to make a joyful noise unto him, okay? And that's what, he, that's what he desires of you. But wouldn't you all agree that some people, like I said, some people appreciate music more than others, Okay? But but wouldn't you agree that just that the right song? Think about your favorite song, the one that you you tap your toe to, you know, when you're driving down the road, the one you sing in the shower, you know, the one that uh, you're getting ready for um, an event or something, and you just you turn on that song just to get, you know, get you get you excited, get you ready to go. Something about music and a melody can just like take you places that. Nothing else can, right? And and w- what what music and what it, what it can do as far as an atmosphere in a place in a movie in a setting like that, you know what music can do. Whenever you you put something else else with it, right? It it can stir your soul. It stirs emotions like nothing else can. So let's talk about just some of the misconceptions misconceptions about about worship. All right, and like I said. We'll get into more about worship and what it means and stuff, but um, like we're mainly going to be talking about is, is worship as we sing to the Lord and as we worship together in our congregation, okay? But <clears throat> worship is, is not just a, a portion in, in a church service, okay? It's, that's, it's not just a portion of a church service. It's not just for church. Okay? Worship should be happening in your personal life right? It's not just to prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word. You know, that's not the only purpose of worship. It doesn't require microphones. doesn't require musicians, singers, a PA system, a stage, lights, an auditorium. It does not even require you to be a good singer or clap on beat. It doesn't even require that. You can worship the Lord without doing all that. <laughs> Miss Bonnie's raising her hand, yeah. It, it, it does not require that of you, right? It's so much deeper than that. It's not just something that women are supposed to do. <laughs> right? Yes. All the women said. Amen. All right. It's something that men do. Brad is a, Brad is a tremendous worshiper, right? I really enjoy. He ministers to me whenever we're in, in praise and worship at church. He really ministers to me, but it's the manly worship worshiper right there. And some of the most um, you know, mighty men in the Bible were some of the biggest worshipers, praisers, Abraham. And Isaac worshipped on the mountain before uh, Isaac was offered up. This is Genesis 22. We're not going to go there, but I'll just give you a scripture reference. But we're talking about Abraham. Father Abraham. The one that took his servants and whipped up a bunch of kings in the area, right? We're talking about a mighty man. Father of our faith. Moses wrote and performed the song. You know, the very first song recorded in the scripture was after um the children of israel crossed the red sea and they they wrote a song moses and miriam wrote a song and they sang it right after that happened that's in um exodus 13 you can go read about that that's that's the, uh, the song of moses is what it's called but moses performed and remember what that song and performed that song after children of israel crossed the red sea moses i mean hold up the rod you know uh, uh, Crossed the sea, you know Moses, the man Moses. Stood up to Pharaoh, performed miracles, mighty leader. David. Sang and danced so much before the Lord his clothes fell off. I mean, he was going after it, right? Second, second Samuel 6:14. We're talking about David, mighty man. Took out Goliath. Everyone else was scared of Goliath. Then a little 18-year-old, or however old he was, a little boy comes up. No, I'll take him on. Couldn't even fit in the king's armor with a slingshot. Brave. Mighty man in battle. He, he, in fact, uh, his, him and his armies killed so many men that the people wrote songs about David slaying 10,000 compared to Saul slaying thousands. I mean, we're talking about a mighty, mighty man, tough guy. I know I'm going on here, but men, we've got to become worshipers. Paul and Silas sang in prison at midnight, loud enough that all the inmates heard them, and it was an earthquake that happened. Shook the prison. That's Acts 16, 25. Paul, I don't know if there's a tougher man in the Bible than Paul, shipwrecked Paul. Sir, serpents biting all over you, Paul. Whipped, Paul. Stoned, left for dead. Got up and went and preached to the next city. I'm talking about tough, manly men. These were mighty men, not not wishy-washer pretenders. And yet they sang. They sang in front of people, not in the shower. In front of people. It's okay, men, to sing. Another misconception about worship is that it's an option. It's not optional. Everyone in here, you wouldn't be here on Wednesday night. There's a lot of things you could be doing on Wednesday night. I know the hogs aren't playing, but there's a lot of things you could be doing on Wednesday night. You wouldn't be here if your desire wasn't to please the Lord. And I'm telling you, it's not an option. Worshiping God is part of our responsibility as Christians. okay now that we know what is not okay what exactly is worship okay i just went to old webster look this one up webster says to honor or reverence as a divine being or a supernatural power hebrew said hebrew defines worship as just to bow down okay the greek says to kneel to go down on the knees or to do obedience to that's worship okay my definition i'll give you my definition worship is physically demonstrating adoration to god physically demonstrating adoration to god because if you're not physically expressing your love to god then you're not worshiping you're not worshiping him And every time worship occurs in scriptures, in the scripture, there's there's a physical action taking place. Okay, so it's something that we express to the Lord in a physical action, all right? So how do we demonstrate our love to someone? What are some of the ways? Words, compliment people. Hug, yeah. gifts, do do something for them, right? Clean, right? Clean dishes, there you go, excellent. From the back row. <laughs> Quality time, right? But even a higher level of demonstration, and I'm gonna give you, a, this is a little great relationship lesson in, Rusty's right on it right here. Great relationship lesson right here. Find out what they like. Find out what they prefer, what brings them joy, and do that. What does God enjoy? What does he like? He likes you to worship him. He likes you to sing to him. He likes, he likes music and songs so much. The people that he has created... Angels that constantly (laughs) Okay, just think about this all the time are Worshipping him singing his praises worshiping him night and day all the time. He loves it so much He wants you to do the same He wants you to demonstrate to him how much you love him He wants to hear your off-key vocals He wants to hear you sing, okay? I may not want to hear it, but God wants to hear it, right? So stop comparing yourself when you're singing. Stop comparing yourself. Stop listening to other people and just demonstrate your adoration, your love to the Lord. He loves when you raise your hands or when you kneel to the ground. He desires to see your physical demonstration. I'm talking about growing in worship, where are you at? Think about it. Where are you at in worship? In your worship, in your worship time? How much time do you spend in worship? How engaged are you in our worship service? Um, what, are, what are you doing um, to, to grow in your worship walk? Ask yourself these things as we're, we keep going here. Ephesians 5, you can turn there. We got to put some scripture in all this, don't we? But Ephesians 5, Paul is is encouraging the church at Ephesus just to be followers, be followers of God. Okay, and don't fall into the traps of sin. And he, he goes into talking about songs and, and so on and so forth. But um I've read some commentary that indicated while the the you know, like we right now it's pretty traditional, I think, across many churches that we use a, a kind of a projector system to display the words, you know, and or there's a, a hymnal book or something that you kind of read as, you, as the, the congregation sings, right? So back then, they would, they would sing psalms from the Old Testament. Okay, That was kind of their traditional way to, of con- congregational singing. And so Paul in, is instructing in the scripture we're about to read here that to use, yes, use, the, use those psalms, use those hymns, but also sing spiritual songs. So Ephesians 5.15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. S- uh, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So how do you make a melody in your heart? You just, just think about it. making a melody in your heart. I just was thinking, I just, if you just think about that, okay, my heart is, is beating, Right? So how do I make it, make a melody? I can definitely tell you how you don't make a melody with your heart. Okay. And that's just like singing the words straight off the screen and not even giving any thought to it. Okay. That's not from your heart. Right. That, that, that's just reading. Right. That's definitely how you not, how you can not make a melody in your heart or just doing it out obligation. But have you ever said something before, and we do this all the time, but just not put much thought into it, right? You just kind of say something, okay? Well, that's how you can go through singing a song to the Lord sometimes, just kind of like mouthing the words and not really putting any, any effort into it, any thought, any uh, intention towards the Lord in it, but just, just kind of reading, reading the song, all right? But when you make a melody in your heart, you're you're connecting the words, okay, that you're singing to your heart, okay? It's coming from within you. You know, this, Lord, I'm singing this song to you. These are the words that I want to express to you. This is coming from my heart, okay? That's how you make melody in your heart to the Lord. Um, Look over, let's see, what was it, John 4? Just talking about spiritual songs and, and in John 4, verse 21, and this is Jesus with the woman at the well who had five husbands and she perceived he was a prophet. So in John 4, Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You worship Him from your spirit, from your heart. Okay? That's what God desires. It says right there the Father seeketh, he's looking for people to worship him this way, okay? In spirit and in truth. And then also in that <clears throat> scripture uh, back in F- Ephesians 5, 21, where it says submitting yourselves one to another. Okay, this is, you know, it's, it's talking about speaking to, each, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and singing songs and making melody uh, together. But it also talks about submitting yourselves right after that. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. See, we submit by doing what is act, asked of Okay, <laughs> all right, this is perfect time for me right here. We, we submit by doing what is asked of us during our worship service, all right? I'm the worship pastor here at RCC, if, if no one knows that, okay? We submit by doing what is asked of us, okay? If we're going to sing this particular song, okay? And um, then we submit to each other by doing that, okay? If pastor asks us to do something in the service, if she asks us to join hands, if she asks us to, to lay hands on people, if she asks us, you know, to, um, to stand, or, or we submit by doing that, you know, by, by entering that service, we, we are submitting ourselves to her, uh, her authority, okay? She is the one that's been praying over the service, Believing God, you know, hearing the Holy Spirit for direction, and want to preach, okay. And the same is with the song service, okay. As as the worship pastor, you know, I'm the one that that pray over the song service. I'm the one that prays over this. I pray for you guys. You know, our team. We pray that that um, you know the atmosphere that we create. You know, is is. That, that which is like in heaven, right? And that when that when we lift our voice, that we're releasing the atmosphere in this place, okay? We're, we're praying that, you know, over, over you guys and over the, over the song service. Um, so that's how we submit ourselves to that. When we're in the service, we need to be submitting ourselves to whatever is going on in that service, okay? And to be be a participator in what's going on. I'm not just talking about, you know, singing and clapping and I'm going to make you, command you to dance, you know, right now. You know, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about submission, okay? I'm talking about you're in this service right now, you know, are you going to be a participant or are you going to be in rebellion in this service, you know, are you going to be taking away from the atmosphere in this service or are you going to be helping us create the atmosphere that we want to happen in this service, okay? That's all about submission, Okay? And Paul says it right there, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. But when we sing as a congregation, there, there is so much that is happening that probably 99% of people don't even know, you know what's going on. Okay? There, but there is so much going on. But, but one important thing is obviously God's presence. Okay, That's what we're looking for. In Psalms 22:3, 3... It says, but thou art holy, O thou that that inhabitest the praises of Israel, okay? He inhabits the praises of his people. And how many wants more of God's presence in your life, not only in our services, but wants more of his presence in our life, you know? Have you ever felt distance from God? Have you ever felt distant from God at some point in your life, or have you talked to someone that... Feels like God is is far away, or that they're not that close to God. Well, well did God leave them? No, God's presence is there whenever you want to access it. I mean, I, it's just it's amazing to me how I can just go in my office, sit down at my piano, and start banging around on my piano just a little bit, and it's like immediately I sense like a closeness to the Lord that doesn't happen when I'm, I'm just going through my normal day and, and, and doing work or, you know, whatever I'm doing. But whenever I set aside that time and welcome his presence, is amazing what that does, what that does for you, okay? And that's what we're looking, looking for in our services and, and also in our life. Um, but think with me for just a moment. Have you ever been to a, like a junior high football game? junior high or a lower level football maybe a middle school football game okay so they, they always have the cheerleaders out there right and the dance team and, and they're they're leading us in cheers and I don't know if you know that or not but they're they're actually chanting these cheers and, and we're supposed to like chant along with them did you know that yeah. did anybody know that yeah. okay do you ever chant along with them no no nobody ever listen to a junior high football game no you just kind of watch them oh that's good good job you don't chant along with them, right? And so they're just kind of out there doing their thing, okay? But no one is really joining in. It, it's, it's sad, bless their heart. <laughs> but now think about a Hogs football game. Been to a Hogs football game? Okay, we're on Arkansas here. Boy, I tell you, when you go to the Hogs, it's like the big time, right? Um, they come over the loudspeaker, and they say, let's call those Hogs. I'm telling you every person in the stadium stands up. Right? And people cheer and they raise their hands. They get loud. What happens? What happens immediately? It can be you can we can be losing. We can be losing by 20 points and they want to create some excitement. They want to create an atmosphere. They want to create some energy, right? So they let's call those hogs. Everybody stands up and all of a sudden it's like, we have energy. We're like, hey, well, there's a chance. Then the team is even feeling like, hey, we got a chance in this game, even though we're, never gonna, we're not going to win. But we feel like we got a chance, <laughs> right? It brings energy. It brings atmosphere. It brings excitement, okay? That's what we're doing in church, okay? And we're not just, just trying to be excited for being. We're talking about God's anointing, okay, the, the real deal. Alright, this is the stuff that we do at ball games, that's like fake stuff. Okay, we're talking about the real anointing, the real presence of the Lord, the real energy, the real atmosphere of the Lord. So remember that Sunday morning when I'm standing up there? You know, don't treat me like a junior high cheerleader. Okay. Alright. I have to come over the loudspeaker. Let's praise the Lord and see what you guys do. I love y'all. I love y'all. Plus, there's something out about something else about God's presence that reveals more of Him to us. In the Hebrew, presence simply means face. It was funny because last I think it was last Wednesday, I was sitting over here behind Zach and Jaden. And I sat down, and I looked up. I just kind of looked up, and Jaden was in front of me, but I didn't recognize her from the back, like the back of her hair. I don't know if her hair was fixed or different or something. I was like, "Who is sitting next to Zach so close?" <laughs> and then, and then she had turned her head, and I saw her face. I was like, "Oh, Jaden! I didn't—I don't look at her from behind ever." I, it was different when I saw her face. It's different when you see God's face. The best feature to recognize someone is from their face. I mean, think about like a a police report, and we're looking for someone that got away. What do they show a picture of? No, it's a picture of their face. In the Hebrew, presence means face. So we're seeking God's face when we're seeking his presence. Now, what, what about his presence? I mean, isn't God everywhere? God's everywhere, right? And if you receive Jesus as your Savior, then, then your spirit is reborn of God, and he's always in you, never leaves you, never forsakes you. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you but if you've ever spent any personal quiet time with the Lord reading the Bible praying worshiping and if you have any experience discerning his spirit you know there are times when it it, it feels like like he's like right there right and there's other times when it feels like he's not here, right? That's what we're looking for in our service in our lives as well, okay So there's such things as there's such things as his manifest presence. It takes time though it takes time. Now sometimes you can just walk right into it, but as a congregation, just a normal Sunday morning, it takes it takes time it takes time because we all have different agendas when we come to church right we all have different things that we're thinking about okay so it, it takes it takes some time to get there and that's why we don't uh we try not to rush through things at, at church and in our, in our, especially in our song service and even in our you know teaching we, we try not to rush through things because it takes time to, to get where we need to go at, at, you know in some services So when we're when we as a congregation begin to sing, in one accord, okay, that's another thing. Day of of Pentecost, they were all gathered in the upper room in one accord. Okay, then Holy Spirit like a mighty rushing wind. Right when you're in one accord with other people. Matthew eighteen twenty says. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We're still talking about growing in worship. So ask yourself, what stops you from worshiping the Lord? What, at what point are you, do you find yourself not able to get to another place with the Lord in worship. What stops you from singing? You know, what stops you from raising your hands and and physically demonstrating, you know, your your love for, for the Lord? I mean there, everyone in here loves the Lord, wants to please him, wants to do his will, wants wants to, to give him what they what he wants of them, right? Everybody desires that. I know that. But what what, what stops us at times from going there? You know, I mean is it tired? Is it, is it pride, is it, you know, what is it, you know, ask yourself, I'm just asking you to ask yourself, you know, I can't sing, I don't sing, you know, worship is not a personality preference, it's something that you grow in, okay, you know, start with the small TV, (laughs) just the small TV, you know, or the, it was the first one, like the flappers, yeah, Yeah. elbow flappers, you got to start somewhere, just grow, just grow. And I'm not saying that that was an example of, you know, what you should be progressing through all these different moves or whatever. But I'm just saying that we're all growing, okay? And, and you start somewhere, right? I know your desire is to please the Lord. Or you, you wouldn't be here on Wednesday night. And, and not only that, and I struggled with this for, for a moment because, you know, we don't, we don't worship the Lord for show. We don't worship the Lord to impress other people. And, but, you know, young believers and new believers, they need to see you. They need to see you worshiping the Lord. They need to see you, you know, raising your hands. They need to see you entering in, you know, to the presence of the Lord. They need to see you all in. You know, they need to see that example. I mean, how else are they going to learn? You know, how else are they going to know that this is somewhere that the people are excited, you know, about serving the Lord, about worshiping the Lord, excited about the things of God, you know? how else will they know that they won't know it unless we're we as the seasoned believers the wednesday night crowd the in-depth crowd are, are are leading the way right and that's that's another reason too that when when we have people on our worship team join you know i always tell them i said or i always ask them i said now are you a worshiper you know or are you just a singer you know, or just do you just play a, an instrument because we need worshipers, you know, on our team. We're looking for worshipers, not just uh, someone to sit here and perform, okay? We're looking for worshipers, okay? So, we got to be lead, leading the way. So, I I encourage you. I encourage you to, to renew your commitment. Renew your commitment and raise your commitment level in worship and in praise, okay? Not not to not to impress me okay. impress the Lord with your renewed commitment level in worship and praise and let's all grow in worship together wherever we're at, where we're starting from this day forward let, let's do that together, amen I'll open up for comments if anyone wants to, I'd love to hear some of our worship leaders if you want to jump in, chime in some of your personal experience, Dylan Lichty he's already got his hand up I'm telling you okay now dylan is one of the best worshipers in our congregation I'll tell you what and he is leading our youth into that okay i help out here in in um, on the worship team in youth and he is leading uh, your young people in that so i encourage you get your young people uh, in youth service i've been wanting to plug youth for so long and i haven't found the right time but now's the time i got the mic not only that but he will make sure that they love Jesus. He will make sure that they know how to love Jesus and how to express their love toward Jesus. So make sure you get your young people and get your neighbors' young people and bring people to youth and get them in here. They need to, need to be underneath Dylan's leadership.
1: Thanks, man. And
0: Rachel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think a lot of times we will draw a line between the stage and the congregation as if one's one's up front and one's an audience, but the truth is we're we're one voice to to the audience of the Father. And and to look at from from the from the crowd to look at the platform as that's something elevated, it's only elevated because we're the we're the first worshipers. So we're leading the massive choir in worship to the Father. And that just you know for me, my biggest encounters with the Lord in worship were never whenever I was behind a drum set. It's always been when I'm in the crowd and I set my attention and my focus on Him and and, and He meets me. That's a good point. Yep. So know this, you know, a lot of times, when we, there's a lot of distractions floating around and stuff like that, but we all have something valuable and important that the Father wants to hear from us individually. You know, I don't see the the singer as the person who's my who's worshiping for me. Yeah, they're they're the first worshipper and I followed them.
0: Yep. You didn't realize you're already on the praise team. Didn't even ask to be. It's all one one team, one voice.
2: Um, one of the things that we have found very helpful. Uh, we've practiced this for years. Is praying in the spirit on the way to church. It's good. Getting your spirit and you know sensitized to the holy spirit and uh, then it is so much easier that when those thoughts come and they happen to everybody when you start worshiping you know you think about oh this or that or whatever you you can tune back inside and and enter in easier mm-hmm. and we'd have whoever comes to church with us in our car has to pray in tongues yeah. all the way to church and they'll quit and i'm like huh <laughs> but we you know right. but, but we found that that really really is a beneficial yeah
3: in Mark chapter 7, the, the Lord gives us a list of everything he considers evil. And wouldn't you be surprised, but one of the things in there is pride. Pride, yep. You know, and I think that is the biggest reason people don't enter worship is because they're, everybody's going to be looking at me. They're going to think, you know, I can't sing or I can't move or whatever. You just got to put pride down. You, you got you to gotta just open up and, and get in his presence and say, it doesn't matter what my neighbor's doing or anybody else is doing I'm just gonna worship you
0: I'm glad you said that Brad pride no we're all all in the same boat I mean just because I'm the worship leader doesn't mean I don't deal with pride too right
2: okay so one of the biggest things that's helped me is realizing why does God love worship and I think we all know that God doesn't need us to he's not insecure Right. So that's not why he's needing your worship. I think what the beauty of worship is, is his children realizing that he is true. His children realizing that they are he is their father. His children re- realizing all of these beautiful things about his character and nature. Then it will naturally come out of you. And it, as soon as he was talking, I got this picture of like all of us in the van, you know, and we go to Little Rock, we're going to buy school clothes and eat dinner. Like, that was the plan. And we're all younger, of course. And someone's ticking somebody off. Everyone's annoyed. Nobody's happy. This is literally the worst decision ever made was to get a Little Rock. And mom turns around and she's like, thank your dad for taking you to Little Rock. And we go, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, and that's like, good. That's, it's, that's like what we do and we just worship because... Someone. We're here at church, and that's, like, what you're supposed to do. Versus there have been trips that have, like, gone well. We've all done our best to, like, you know, not be selfish. And then, like, one person thinks to say on their own, thank you, Dad. And then thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Do you, which one do you think actually warmed his heart? Because when Mom told us all to say thank you, and we did, mm-hmm. that did not warm Dad's heart. But when one person realized hey, God, God was in this moment, or hey, Dad did something really nice for us today. Let's say thank you. That warms the heart of the Father. So I think if you're wanting to grow in your worship, look through every day that you wake up, look for the Father in that day. Look for his care for you in that day, and you literally won't be able to stop worshiping, whether it's through music or whatever.
0: That's really good, Kirsten. Good. Thank you for sharing that.
2: What I was going to say
4: has a whole lot to do with what she was saying. Is that worship is interactive. Um, it's not just us giving, giving, speaking the words to Him, but listen during worship because He sings over us. He sings us. over us. Yeah. It's a. He he enjoys that. It's it's a communication and a time together. So make sure you're listening. I I get the most um, the most words from the Lord for myself and for other people, the most encouragement comes while I'm worshiping. I mean, I just hear all kinds of things. Sometimes it's just personal. Sometimes it'll be for somebody else. But.
0: Good. That's real good. Who else? Okay. Brett, come hey, on Jeff. with it.
3: Uh, it was something you mentioned way like in the beginning of the message. It was something to the effect of the power of like music and a melody, yep, and i I don't know if it's like this for everybody. here we're pretty good about focusing on the word and and retaining what the pastor has said or whoever's ministry, but in a lot of times, when people leave the church service, at least in my experience, if I'm humming anything, it's the song. if I'm thinking about anything, it's like a song that I really enjoyed or stuck with me and uh so that. To me shows the power of praise and like, and that melody just retaining
0: throughout the rest of the day. Yes. There's something about it that you put, you know, something, put words to, put lyrics to a a melody and immediately something happens. Like I can say, I can say one line right now and all you folks from the eighties will start (laughs) smiling I'll just, I'll just say it. I wear my sunglasses at night. That means nothing until you hear, I wear my sunglasses at... Right? Wes, I have a uh, very basic
3: question, but it's kind of a compound question. Explain the difference between praise and worship and how we interchange those, but they are different.
0: Yeah, they are different. And we associate many times a fast-paced... Song with the drums playing, and yep. a Praise song, yeah. And a slow song, mellow, without mm-hmm. really the guitars playing as a worship song. Yep. And just not not so, so much. Masterful. Yeah, yeah, yeah not so much. It. You're going to, have to come back next week. <laughs> no, next week. Next week we're going to get into some of that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, worship. You know, like this, the definition, more of a reverence more of an adoration, you know, bowing down. And praise is more like a warfare. And it's more like boasting and blessing the Lord and thanksgiving. You know, that's kind of where the difference comes. It not, has nothing to do with the, the style of song. You can have a slow, very, you know, very slow song, and it'd be a praise song. And then you can have a, more of an upbeat worship song. Now, to me, it feels more natural for it to be more of a thumping, driving praise song, okay, uh, because it has more of a victory tone to it, yeah. um, and worship is more just like, I love you, Lord, you know, I just want to tell you how much I love you, you know, and thank you for your goodness, and, you know, more and more of that, that regard, so... That's along the lines, that's kind of the difference. But next week, yeah, we're definitely going to get more into praise, and we'll talk some about that as well. Good question. Okay, Okay. we're out of time. (laughs) Oh, John. Yeah, go ahead.
5: Um, I think that for me, you know, singing really puts you in a vulnerable position. Um, You know, just on a, just a, you know, A platform, not just church platform, but like if you just get up to sing, to showcase your talent, you're putting yourself up there to get critiqued and all kinds of things. So when you put all that to the side and you sing to the Lord, I think he's really pleased with that because, you know, you just really saying, I don't care what people think I sound like or what I look like. I'm bringing this to God as a sacrifice of praise. Yep. Worship. You mentioned the uh, Razorbacks. I remember uh, I'd never been to a hog game, um, and I went. To, I got to go to a basketball game, and I remember <clears throat> on the way up thinking, "What's it going to be like in there when they call the hogs?" I was anticipating what that was going to be like, and uh, two particular games I remember. The person I sat by. The first one, I was I was really disappointed. Because they were very reluctant. You know, it was just kind of like, like, yeah. woo pig suey. And I was kind of like, I really wanted to get into it, but I'd never been to one before, so I was like, I didn't want to look dumb. Well, the second one, I got beside a person that, I mean, man, they went crazy. And it was a lot easier to get up and really call those hogs. So when we come into church, and like you said, we're seasoned, whatever, and we're over here... Just kind of, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just using Malin for an example. I know Malin's a seasoned Christian, but let's say he's a new believer, and I'm over here just kind of half-hearted. But he's really wanting to. Yep. But he's going. He's over here watching me. That's been in doing this for a long time. That might cause him to be a little bit reluctant at what he's doing. So, these people that come in here that are new faces, and we need to be more mindful of. Hey, I need to be given my all here because I want to introduce them to what. They should be doing and to get not just the experience, but really, um, what is going to, yeah, the, the freedom and what God is looking for when we worship. So I, I just kind of stuck out to me when you said that.
0: That's really good, John. I'm glad you, you brought that out, but that is, that's well said. Thank you.
6: You know me, I could go off real big on some of this, but you mentioned the faces your face during praise and worship is so important to our praise leaders. Your countenance. Because yeah. when, yes, the countenance. But when I was on the platform on the praise team, you could look out there and you could see sour faces. It never happens.
0: Do you know you're a hindrance? It never happens. It never happens. You're a hindrance.
6: If you, if you do not, you can at least put a smile on your face whether at you least, sing or not. Yeah. You know, but that tells me they're not entering in. And when you don't enter into praise and worship, forgive me, but that's rebellion. Now, it is rebellion. What's your reason? Well, we used to have, years and years ago, kind of back in the beginnings, we had certain gentlemen that wouldn't come in during praise and worship. They stayed in the foyer. That's rebellion. And you don't realize it, but you're affecting other people. Right. And anyway, I was thinking about Paul and Silas in their darkest hour. What did they do?
0: Yep, sing.
6: They sang praises. Mm -hmm. And what happened? God appeared. Yep. And so you could go back and read that and, and see that. But another scripture I wanted to bring out, because he says, Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Right. Amen. And praise is vocal. But in Zephaniah, I know you probably probably may bring this out next week. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, it says, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. God sings. Yep. But that word rejoice always blessed me. Because it means leap and twirl. And so let me read that to you this way. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will leap and twirl over you with joy.
0: Amen. Round two.
2: Um, I was just going to add something on to what John said. It's really, I don't know if some of you guys know, I help lead worship in youth. Um, but it's really amazing to see when one of the kids like gets the confidence to mm-hmm. like raise their hands and really enter in. It's like domino effect, yep. especially with them like yep. at that age. But I feel like it could definitely be the same for people out there too. Oh like yeah. It's just really amazing to see like the domino effect of when people start to see other people really enter in.
7: Yep.
0: Definitely affect people either way.
7: Yeah, and kinda matches up well with what she said, but it's going back to when we were at camp and you know, a lot of the younger guys—not like a bragging way—but they kind of flocked to me. To hang, they were hanging around me. There's a group of guys that, man, everywhere I went, they were just telling me. And I was in worship. I was running sound, and it, I think it was the first night. I think, and it was just kind of like a—I was just like, you know, what's what's going on is this camp? Supposed to be, you know, I mean, the band—it wasn't the band's fault. The band was, you know, doing the doing their thing. You know, they were on point, and it was just like, you know, what's going on? And God kind of hit me. He's like, you know, do your part. You know you got to do your part and then let's you know see what i can do and not that and so you know i entered into that worship but not that i caused the whole worship to go nuts because we had a great worship but it's like uh dad was saying you know and if i did my part those younger guys saw me worship so they thought it was they knew like well it's okay to worship because he yeah. did it um because a lot of times like well that's not very cool to worship and when we um refuse or like a go into that mindset of, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to go that deep because that's not really how I do it. We become close-minded on our, how deep in worship we can get. When we deny the deep worship, we're denying a deeper connection with God. And not just, that doesn't just block things in our life, but like they were talking about in the worship service. When we don't go into that deeper connection, then we're, we're kind of blocking everybody else getting that deeper connection. And we can't blame the worship team because like you said, they get here early and they prepare. And they're already praying and being ready for the service. So it's not their fault. We've got to enter in. And I heard this from uh, uh, Christian Ministries, their worship pastor there. I heard him on a podcast. He was saying, when you see couples out in public and they're doing, you know, they all lovey dovey all over each other, it shows, you know, if they're that open in public, how much more are they doing in the private and the secret place? And that's how our worship needs to be, is what we see in here. Like, what everybody sees out front. Um, our secret place needs to be at a deeper level That's right. than what people see out front. That's good. Tack and the worship revolution.
0: Uh, All right, Brett, round two.
3: Yes. Uh, uh, okay, so I can only speak from a man's point of view, a son's point of view. And I think I've heard Dylan point this out before, but you mentioned m- men need to be praisers. Uh, women, uh, everybody needs to be yeah, praisers and worshipers, but the power of seeing, like, my dad worship growing up. Big time. You know, and Dylan, his dad, and uh, these other guys. So I would highly encourage all dads, moms, yeah. your, you know, your kids are seeing you. hmm And so uh, just, yes. Yeah.
6: It's very good. What I was going to say, one of my favorite verses is Psalm uh, 8 2, and I'll just put it in my own words, and that is praise steals the Avenger. It does. And uh, before the junk hit, you know, we always had um, uh, Christian music going in our home. And then whenever that hit and I got to be at home, well, I would turn on Christian TV. And the other day, uh, it's been a few days ago, well, Larry has turned the radio back on 24 7. And so I just think of it, if, if praise steals the Avenger and we're trying to keep all of that away from our home, then let's have music going 24-7 to try to, you know, steal that Avenger.
0: Good point. You're right. It definitely sets a, an atmosphere around you whenever you're, you get the right tunes playing for sure. Ms. Marilyn, that was one of my favorite <laughs> scriptures in Children's Church. Praise steals the Avenger. Yes. When we were playing the game, right. and, and you come around and you'd say, Praise steals the I always knew that one. Avenger, right. yes, that's a point. Boom. <laughs> now, when you came back with the nine gifts of the Spirit and all that, I was like,
4: You did good at that too. <laughs> but what we were talking about just now is uh, we are getting a lot of visitors in Children's Church, and it's wonderful. But what we love is when the visitors come in and they watch the other kids praising, they're praising. Yeah. They just begin to raise their hands too. Kids are just uninhibited anyway. Yeah. But it's really exciting to us to watch our visitors start praising when we praise. Yep. And you were talking about worship, and this is one thing that we say to the kids. You were talking about the looking in the face, and we were talking about now we're going into worship. And worship is eyeball to eyeball with God hmm. and just, you know, like, and when we'll get in the child's face and say, if I'm in your face and I'm looking eyeball to eyeball, we, we are in tune with each other yeah. and that's the that's way good. we describe it a lot to them. That's really
0: good. Thank you.
4: Dylan's the one that said that the first time in children's church. So we, we picked that up from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan.
0: <laughs> Dylan, gold star. Okay, thanks for coming out tonight. Couldn't have been a better place. Amen? Amen? Let's close it out. We'll pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we're just always so grateful. We just can't say it enough, Father, how good you are to us. We thank you for your love, Father. We thank you for your love in our life, Father. Thank that We never have to wonder where you're at. We always know that you're Living, living on the inside of us, Father, that you never leave us nor forsake us, Father. And just thank, we thank you for your goodness, Lord, in our life. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your promises and how faithful you are to your promise and to your word, Lord. Father, just show us how we can grow in our worship. Show us how we can be more pleasing to you, Lord, in our worship. we thank you, for the, thank you for these things we heard tonight, Lord, and just seal it in our hearts and our minds and help us to use it in our day-to-day life, Father, but also in our services here at RCC. And we thank you for your presence in our lives, Lord, and thank you for a, a great rest of the week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Amen.